This is the Introverts Bubble Podcast with a nung of courageous creativity. A place for introverts and homebodies to get out of their heads and have more adventures. Where we talk about the topics that introverts need to air out. Ways around a loud world. Talk about home, work, and everything in between. Because there's nothing wrong with us, but we got problems. And we'll do things our way, alone if ever possible. Today I have Jessica of Pretty Prints and Paper on to talk about relationships one more time. But she brings up some great pointers for those in the introvert and extrovert relationship. She gives some great points for other extroverts being an ambivert herself, but also some great things for us too. All right, thanks for being on. Um, I think we're going to start talking about having introverts and extroverts in relationships since you are the extrovert in your relationship. And it would be nice to have the other side since we don't always get to understand that because all we know is our side as introverts. So what are some of the things that um, you and your significant other have to work through? Yeah, I think there's a couple layers in it. Um, So I'm in general an ambivert, but uh, I love like an extrovert. So (laughs) there's a lot of things where I, you know, will externalize and and when he thinks and his default is go internal, as you know, and that makes more complicated by the fact that we are long distance. So being able to feel connected from my end takes a little bit more than he needs on his end. So that's caused a lot of tension before. And um, if I had to use a metaphor, it feels like he is a succulent and or a cactus where, you know, you give some form of love at some point and he can hold on to that for a long time. (laughs) Whereas I'm kind of like a sunflower and I would prefer to have a bit more touch point, um, a couple more reminders. And it's funny because, you know, I'm sure to him, he's like, I already told you I loved you. Like, do I have to tell you again? (laughs) It it happened this week. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Like I already told you that like a couple days ago, do I need to say this again? And I'm like, actually, it'd be great if you could do that every day. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so there there has been um, a couple instances like way back in the beginning we were dating where I would feel a little disconnected where he's feeling great, you know, because we're using different touch points as our um, water, so to speak. And so we've had to like really talk through that and help sort through what it is that we need and what it is, what it is that we can compromise on. And there are some actions that we can both take that really makes a difference for the other person. So like, um, I would prefer to talk on the phone and have that touch point every night. But I know that for him, sometimes that is a lot of energy and has nothing to do with me. And I think that's been the biggest lesson for me as the extroverted one is that I, have learned to not take those things personally as much and that if he wants a night off, um, it's helpful for him, for example, if I offer that as an option. So instead of making him be the one to claim that every time, um, it helps if I leave that open as an option. And then for me, for uh, it helps when he can just quick name something like I'm having an off day. It has nothing to do with you. I'm, I just need some, you know, time for me to recharge by doing X, Y, and Z. 
Um, so those are like little things that have helped in terms of being able to like explain a little bit as to where we're at. And I think that's been the biggest asset so far is I've never really had to explain or understand why I am the way I am or how I engage with people. And so being with him um, for both of us, we've had to learn how to explain where we're at. And that has improved our um, ways of being with each other so much. Oh yeah, definitely. And I, I've noticed too, is that depending on when you are in the relationship, each person has a moment or a little, like a short time where they need more or less connection or, I've had a few times where my husband's kind of like, I really would like to sit and talk to you, but I don't really want to talk to you. So we would like write notes to each other and which works out great for us because sometimes like, I just don't want to talk, especially since we both had like jobs working with people. It's like, I want, I want the connection with you. I don't want to talk. So like, how do we do that? (laughs) Which is, yeah, I feel like a lot of introverts really like the idea of like texting messaging stuff like that it works out very well and especially since me and him can just send memes to each other every once in a while and it'll just <laughs> like it's fun so yeah. much yeah or um i think what helps like we just did this yesterday actually where um maybe we've had a couple little touch points throughout the day and that we don't really have a big like set of things we want to talk about right because when you're in person you can just kind of like exist you know, with one another. Whereas in a long distance relationship, it's like, how do you maintain connection without, without the just being with one another? And as an extrovert, that makes a big difference to me, the being the more extroverted one. Um, whereas I'm sure you would go the day and be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so we just, this last night where we were both on FaceTime, but we were both kind of doing our own thing next to each other. Um, I was painting and he was gaming and, but we had some small conversation between moments, which was just a nice casual way to be with each other without needing to expend as much energy on his, his part. Um, because honestly, like before this, it was, it would be like, he could go the whole entire day, not say a damn thing to me, um, (laughs) text or whatever. And that's like for him, totally cool because you know what at the end of the day he tells me I thought about you so many times today like I just in such a good mood I'm like oh really really (laughs) I wouldn't know I wouldn't know you know (laughs) oh yeah introverts have that introverts do have that every once in a while it's kind of like oh my god was I in your thought process at any point but usually after like three days we're kind of like I saw you at breakfast yesterday (laughs) So that that's really funny where he's like, right, because I, I'm thinking about it and you have no idea. <laughs> yes, we are not mind readers. No one is. I'm kind of glad we're not because I would probably go mad if I heard someone else's thoughts because my own thoughts are just all over the place. Right. And I think that's the that's the thing about him is that he's active mind all the time. Even if he's quiet, he is thinking, he's calculating and um, making his own extrapolations in his head for hours on it. Like he's already had a three hour long conversation with himself before (laughs) coming into our own conversation. And so, especially with conflict, uh, his default is he needs space and time for himself. Whereas in times of conflict for me, I want to close space. Um, 
So learning that about one another and being able to honor that has been a learning experience. Definitely. Well, any relationship kind of has its ups and downs and quirks. (laughs) Yes. Yes. But of course, you know, when you get him talking around the right people. So once you've earned that from someone where it doesn't cost as much energy for them to be around you, he just talks nonstop. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, that so is my husband. Like it's pretty great. <laughs> um, but figuring out how to like uh, manage the energy when we like go out and stuff too has been all all the learning experience. I mean, how do how do you traverse the you guys wanting to go out and do something that's kind of in a crowd? Like, I'm guessing, do you want to do that a little bit more than he does? Like, does does this need to be like planned out well in advance so he knows? Like, I need to have like the next day off. <laughs> Right. And I think that helps him a lot is that if it's going to be a high energy thing, I'm not going to spring that on him um, unless he's in a particularly open mood. But there comes to be a point, right, where it's like the point of no return. And for women, that's, you know, I've taken my bra off. I'm not going out. Um, (laughs) And for him, he likes being mentally prepared. Even um, his job requires a lot of face to face interaction. And so I'm trying to take note of that where uh, he does need a little bit of notice. Like he can't just be on the fly over and over again. Uh, I'll take a meeting. I'll take a meeting. Roll, roll through and be fine. So I think the same thing with like social events, because then we can be more thoughtful about having a lot of cush time in between so that we can both transition and that he's not like so drained by the end of the day, because I know that that's awful. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Um, do you guys have to, do you have to like schedule this a little more often than not when it comes to like some of these events, like with your friends and everything else, if it, especially like my family things, we have to like know a week or two in advance and like, okay, I'm not, I'm not doing any training. You're not going to any meetings. Like we can't do anything before or after it because my family is ginormous and loud and obnoxious. So totally. And I think because I tend to be a planner anyway, (laughs) (laughs) that those big events, like because they're coordinating so many schedules, I tend to know that they're coming up ahead of time. And I do think that I um, have learned whether explicitly or not that it, the flow of energy has to make sense throughout like a weekend or something like that. Um, and that there has to be downtime built in. There has to be um, some prep in terms of here's who's who. So you can kind of map in your own mind who you can talk to about what and uh, alleviate some of those things. Cause he likes to think very much about like social interactions and who, who is going to be a good ally for him and, and what he, what he can talk about with who. So that's his, that's what helps him go into some of those high energy situations. And I think helps him balance out how he uses it throughout the, throughout the event. Yeah. And each person has a different set they need. Like for me, I like being places early just so I can be, I have like people I can like, I know will talk to me. Even though it's like, yeah, I'll get there and there's only like five or six people there. Like my husband has to be there 
a little later because he wants to make sure like there's certain people he wants to make sure he talks to first because that usually gets him in the mood. The problem mm-hmm. is, is that they are those people are usually not there that early because they got kids, <laughs> and no one oh. get, no one gets there early with kids. <laughs> oh yeah, no, 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 unless they live there, <laughs> which this is not definitely. Right, right, and um, he uh, really likes taking a casual pace. The rushing, that's why there's a lot of cush time, because the rushing, I think, stresses him out and uh, expends a lot of energy to keep up with the with the pace. Yeah, especially because we have to do, sadly, we have to like talk to each other before we leave, and that like expends what energy we have. So we're kind of like, we just need to have enough buffer time. I need to him. I need to give him like two, three hours so we can actually take time to just play on his computer for thirty minutes, then take a shower, right. and then like it's it's annoying for me because I am early everywhere. But that's just <laughs> that's part of my personality. But it's like for him, he needs to like he needs to meander his way through. <laughs> but what are uh, one or two t- things that you wish introverts would know about having an extro- extroverted partner? I, so, so things that I think that who should know about extroverts, like what are the, what are some things we need to work on to have a better relationship with our extroverted boyfriends, girlfriends, friends? Mm. I, I think because, and maybe this is a me thing, but, uh, extroversion, there's a lot of like ability to quickly process verbally and things are external to us rather than internal. And to be able to name what it is that you need and, and take it away from the personal is helpful. So the fact that he's able to say like, you know, and this doesn't have anything to do with how I feel about you because I think extroversion, you know, you can tend to, wonder like oh why like why don't you want to be connected to me or whatever and the idea of going to self is so not in our default especially if you're like a very very extroverted person um so well why would you be with yourself when you could be with your partner and i think that um, (laughs) trying to separate that out is is important like this one story that I usually tell that highlights the difference in our defaults is one day I was saying to him, I feel disconnected from you for some reason today. And I'm not sure why. And he says, you know, I bet you want to sit and debrief that right now. And I'm sure that we will later. I don't need to right now. But I think, you know, maybe if you go back to your, to your work and get back in touch with yourself, maybe you'll feel better because I would rather that you be disconnected from me than dis- disconnected from yourself. And I think that so highlights his default as an introvert um, and me as more of the extroverted one in our, in our relationship is, is, yeah, of course. My default is to process verbally right now with you <laughs> and make sense of it. Whereas, you know, he wants to take a st- take stock of himself and his feelings and um, recharge that way. And I think that was an important thing to understand. Whether or not I 
I will do it is a different thing, but like to understand where that comes from helps me kind of take it outside of myself. Um, I think people are very willing to give other people what they need if people can voice it. Yes, that's definitely a good point. I, I mean, at the very beginning of our relationship, we had that problem because it was even as introverts, we had very slightly different defaults on everything or what we decide to talk about or how deeply we go into it. So, and also like we need to have varying degrees where sometimes it's kind of like, I need to talk about this right now. And it's actually really important to me while other times we're kind of like, I could carry the way. And if you really want it, then I'll give it to you. We'll talk about it now. Well, I've had, I used to have a friend where everything was kind of like, I need to talk about this right now. Like everything was like emergency. And it's kind of like, this isn't that important. You're worried about, your socks missing. That's not like my fault. <laughs> that was literally the conversation because we were doing laundry together because we came back from a trip and we're like, okay, we're staying together because it's just too hard for me to get back because of a snowstorm. And she's like, where's my socks? And I'm kind of like, woman, let's just wait for other things to dry and then we'll find, look for them. And then we'll look, if it's nothing wrong, then we'll discuss it. But like, calm down. <laughs> mm but yeah, that's definitely a good point because we always seem to forget that the conversation needs to get out of our head. <laughs> yes. And yes. Like, good morning texts go a long way. <laughs> yes. Like, just say, just say hi to each other. I, we've had days where if I'm working and I have my own office, he'll pass by the door and we won't even, like, see each other. We'll just barely notice that the other person's, like, up. And then he'll go to his office, which is downstairs, and then we won't see each other until it's, like, dinner time, or the dog is, like, freaking out because none of us is getting up to let him outside. <laughs> then he starts going right. back and forth and back and forth. We both get up at that point. We're kind of like, huh, I didn't see you at all, <laughs> all day. Yeah, and, and that would be, like, what? <laughs> yes. To me. And um, I I think that's another important thing to know is, like, that that plant analogy that I made is that um, the needs are different in that there is energy associated with watering your plants, right? So Mm. that that's how that plant needs to be cared for. And that's okay. And if you can't care for it, that's another conversation. But um, to know that that is what like high extroverts would prefer. And I think um, being able to, to talk about honoring that and how that gets honored and come to a, to an understanding of whether that's going to show up or not. (laughs) Yes. I'm glad. I'm also very glad me and my husband decided to move in with each other before we got married because like that, that was definitely something that had to be hashed out of like how much space we needed. I need a lot of space. I needed a room, and our first place we lived in did not have it. I literally had him, like, right behind me. I can hear him just clicking, and I just, just bothered the shit out of me. Even though I can't hear anything, he has headphones on or anything else, but just the clicking of his keyboard just pissed me off after a while. Mm. And just the little quirks you don't realize because you're, you're living your life. That's how you are. But knowing that other people are going to have a problem with at least one thing that you do kind of helps with any relationship because 
it's going with what's going to be based off of. Like, you're, yes, you don't have to change which, how you are, but you, like, it'd be nice to accommodate each other. Like, compromise mm-hmm. is what is always important, no matter what. What you want in the relationship or how you, like, who you are in it. Yes, and I think that's the hardest part to for people to discern, and I know I struggle with it, absolutely, is what is the balance between compromising and compromising yourself? Yes. Um, so that's hard to tell, but it, I think it's an important distinction, and I would never want to force someone to, like, give what they could not give, and I think that's where the choice is. Okay, these have been some great points. So thank you for coming on. Um, oh, yeah. Thank you for having me. Yes, it's always nice to have another side of things because, of course, I'm always in my world and I'm half the time talking to myself in my podcast. So it's really nice to kind of chat with someone else about these things and learn the other side so we're always working with each other. Right, and I think that's been the some of the most hard but necessary and beautiful learning is is through the trial and the error and the friction and the restoration um and it's it you know makes something that's that's really wonderful this is the introverts bubble podcast with a nung of courageous creativity a place for introverts and homebodies to get out of their heads and have more adventures we talk about the topics that introverts need to air out, ways around a loud world, talking about home, work, and everything in between, because there's nothing wrong with us, but we got problems. And we'll do things our way, alone if ever possible. Today I have Jessica of Pretty Prints and Paper on to talk about relationships one more time. But she brings up some great pointers for those in the introvert and extrovert relationship. She gives some great points for other extroverts being an ambivert herself but also some great things for us too.